0: All cultures have songs. All cultures have songs. We sing out of joy. We sing out of frustration. We sing for educational purposes. We sing for entertainment. We sing for comfort. We sing songs for many, many different reasons, and one of those reasons is to remember something. I learned lots of songs when I was a kid, both sides of my family. My dad loved hymns, and my mother grew up in a singing family. Some of them I cannot remember, <laughs> but I pray the Lord will bring them back to my memory. Well, this morning, we're going to look at Psalm 23. This morning, actually, and next Sunday morning, we are going to look at Psalm 23. It's a song of David. And David wrote Psalm 23 to be remembered. He wrote it to be remembered. And of course, he's writing under the inspiration of God, the Holy Spirit. God wants us to remember Psalm 23. God wants you to remember Psalm 23 as you go through every single season of your life. And they are Many. Some of you in here today are dealing with some incredible issues. And you need to know that God is your shepherd. Teenagers who think life is carefree and I'll be in the world tomorrow, you may and you may not. You need to know the Lord is your shepherd. Amen, brother little. You don't have to say it. I'm going to read Psalm 23 and pray. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our Father and our God, we come this morning to this, your word. This great psalm teaches us that we can have great comfort, assurance, and protection in you, the shepherd of our souls. Holy Spirit, we ask you to give light to your word shine in our dark hearts that we might see the glory and the grandeur of God and walk away changed people. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, who was David? You, you know who David was, some of you, most of you, I hope. David was one of the sons of Jesse. He was the youngest son of Jesse. Jesse was of the tri- was a Bethlehemite of the tribe of Judah. God commanded the prophet Samuel to go and anoint a new king over Israel. God had rejected Samuel as king because of Samuel's idolatry. Saul, excuse me, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God had rejected Saul, Yes. And, and, and Samuel was to go and anoint this new king. He didn't know who it was. The Lord, he, he was going to let him know who it was. And, and Samuel goes to Jesse's house, and he's looking over the sons of Jesse. And, and he, he, he's, he's got seven are presented to him, and, and God rejects all seven of them. Why? Because he had chosen the seventh son. He had chosen the youngest son, in in many ways, you would think he had chosen the weakest son in terms of his appearance. No one would have chosen David based on his appearance. I want you to hear what God said to Samuel as Samuel seeks to anoint Israel's next king in First Samuel chapter sixteen, verses six to seven. And, and this is all introduction before we get to verses one to three. When they came, he. Samuel looked on Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is before him, meaning before me now. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. I'm going to say that again. But the Lord looks on the heart. Remember that. Remember that. You live in a world, I live in a world, where the heart is being educated in ways you don't even know it's being educated every single minute of the day. The Lord looks on the heart I also want you to hear the conversation between Samuel and Jesse at the point where Samuel inquires of more sons because God has said, not not, not any of these. 1 Samuel 16, verse 10. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And Jesse said, There remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. (laughs) Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, reddish, and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him. For this is he. He is keeping the sheep. Where was the youngest? The one you never would have expected. Where was he? He was keeping the sheep. Israel is at war. with The Philistines. They need a champion to go forward. And it's not so. And God has anointed a new king. And he was very, very young, and, and what was he doing? <laughs> he was out keeping the sheep. David wrote Psalm 23, Psalm 23 under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Uh, David knew God in such a way that he likens God to an ancient Near Eastern shepherd. David, of course, had been a shepherd as a young man. He knew sheep. He knew them very, very well. I don't know sheep, and I don't know them very, very well. I've seen them, but I don't know them. He was well acquainted with their weaknesses. David possessed firsthand knowledge of their needs, of every need that they had. He had to meet that need. Well, who are the main characters here in Psalm 23? God and people. God and people. In Psalm 23, David writes about God. He sings about God. Remember, it's a song. In Psalm 23, David, he, he, he writes about men, women, boys, and girls. He sings about men, women, boys, and girls. David, he writes about the relationship between God and God's people. This is why I love Bible study. Now, y'all forgive me for my little tangents here. When you dig, you find so much. Now, this morning, we're only going to deal with three verses this morning, and there's so much more that we could deal with in those three verses, but we can't, don't have time. But here, David, writing his experience with God, and God has plans for this word not just for David but for Israel and for all of us and when we have passed off of the scene Psalm 23 will have great meaning for those who come after us about the relationship between God and God's people those who know God as God and master of everything that's what Psalm 23 is about In Psalm 23, the Lord is shepherd, and God's people, we are sheep. Notice in this psalm, never once do you see the word sheep. You ever notice that? (laughs) It's not there, but the metaphor is crystal clear. The shepherd takes care of who? You're ashamed to say that. Say that again. Who does the shepherd take care of? All right, all right. You love the word. Hallelujah. David here is the primary sheep used in Psalm 23. And he writes about his relationship with the Lord and he says, The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. You may ask, What in the world does David know about being a shepherd? Well, I'm going to let David tell you in his own words. In First Samuel chapter 17 verses 32 to 37, David has gone out to the battlefield and he's heard what Goliath has been saying and he's talking, to, he, he sees the fear in the, the, the men of Israel as well as the king, excuse me, and then David says this to King Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him, meaning Goliath. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth. He's been a a man of war from his his youth. But David said to Saul, And hear this very clearly. I I, I highlighted this here. Your servant, and I, I, you know, if you write in your Bible, some people think you shouldn't, but you can. Um, You should underline this. Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he has defied the armies of the living God and David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion. I know I'm loud. I, I apologize. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. David confesses to Saul and everybody there present that the Lord God of Israel is his deliverer. Think of the the Lord God is my Savior is what he's saying. God delivered me from the, the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, and God will deliver me again. David trusts in the Lord God who is his shepherd. The Lord is my, my, my shepherd. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you intimately know that as reality? And here I'm not trying to be super spiritual, but I'm asking because our days are short in this world. And oftentimes we play with God. And I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, you know, I've come to this conclusion. We really don't know God. We don't. Have you experienced the delivering, saving power of God Almighty? And here I'm not just speaking about the regeneration of your soul, of your rebellious heart and your mind. Have you walked with God in the heat and disappointment of life's circumstances? Have you walked with him? Have you cried out to the Lord when temptation seeks to destroy your life? Have you depended on the Lord as your shepherd at the loneliest hours of your life, when it seemed like God was absent, when it felt like God did not care about you or your situation? Have you walked with him? David says, and I could just imagine here this young man standing before this, great army. They have to think he's a lunatic. He's not been to war. He doesn't know war. He doesn't know the politics of war. He doesn't know how to fight. Are you kidding me? Lions and bears. Now, I I would have mad respect when I heard him say that, lions and bears, because I would run the other way. But David says, and I imagine with great confidence, because he's depended on God and difficult times the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear the Lord who delivered me he will deliver me again the first thing I want you to hear this morning is the Lord is your shepherd he's your shepherd he's your shepherd David what do you mean Holy Spirit what does this mean The Lord who called the stars and the planets into existence. He spoke them into being, Hebrews tells us, those blazing bright balls of fire and energy. Perfect giant spheres. I was reading an article just a few few days ago of uh, 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 a new uh, satellite had been sent to the sun and was able to get closer than has been in times past. And they discovered new information They didn't even know about the sun. God has them suspended in the heavens by God's appointed gravity. They remain in their place. They are telling the glory of God, the scripture says. That same Lord who made the stars and planets, this beautiful planet we sit on right now, you know, we're not, it's spinning, going around the sun as well, and we're not flung off into space I often wonder if people actually sit and really think about that. You know? I mean, we've got everything to be able to live. In almost insignificant little us on this planet, and the Lord is taking care of us, the just and the unjust. That same Lord is your shepherd. This is possessive language. This means this is truth you can own. You can, you can hold on to this. You can cling to this fact as promised from God Himself. The Lord is your shepherd. The second thing I want you to see is the Lord, your shepherd, provides for His people. The Lord leads and He guides you, His son, His daughter. The Lord leads you. He tends to your needs. He, he does that even though you don't always acknowledge that. He's doing that for you. He's given you your daily needs. He supplies you with money when the house payment or the rent is due. The Lord brings the provision so you can purchase and get clothing for you and your children, your grandchildren, maybe even your neighbor's children. You need never, ever fear in times of little. Why? Your shepherd provides for his people. You shall not lack what you need you may have to wait on it a while you may have to wait on it a while but your shepherd will take care of you that's his promise he will take care of you are you calling on him are you calling on him this week y'all are you crying out to him over and over and over and over and over again until he answers is he that real Is he so real that you can be honest and say, Lord, I'm angry with you? This this hurts me. One of my best friends, his father had a a brain tumor. This was back when I was going to seminary in Charlotte, and I was living up in the mountains, commuting back and forth. He called me one morning, and he said, Terrence, Dad has a, a tumor in his brain. He said, about the size of your fist. He said, you know, we've been praying about this. He said, but I'm angry at God. This is one of my dear, best good. This is one of my great, great aunt says one of my best good friends talking to me. And I said, brother, the Lord is able to handle that. God's big enough to handle that. Pour your soul out to him. Keep crying out to him. Why? Because the Lord is your shepherd. He knows everything you need when little lambs or or ewes are alone or if they get separated i learned this this week they will often bleat or cry out why do they cry out they cry out because they need help (laughs) they desperately need assistance they don't want to be alone the lord your shepherd will place you in pastures and meadows where you can eat and rest in peace And you're like, now, Terrence, why do we need to go eat grass? Well, you don't need to go eat grass. But he's speaking metaphorically about your life. Some of you in here this morning do not believe that God can take care of your circumstances. And that's honest. Uh, You may believe that you are having to cope with hard times all alone. You may be despairing in Hopelessness this morning. But David teaches us that the shepherd gives rest and the shepherd gives peace. He leads me. He restores my soul. He gives rest and peace through the storms of life. They reside in God, the Lord, your shepherd. You know, sheep listen to the voice of their shepherd. They listen for his voice. They wait for his instruction. They wait for the shepherd to lead. David's confession, it demonstrates the, the power of God's word for God's people. The pastures of the Lord, they feed God's people. You know, that pastor might be your small group, your quiet time in the morning. Us here this morning. Bible studies that you're at through the week. It may be that when you're in your car, walking in your neighborhood, talking with the Lord, listening to the word, listening to a sermon, listening to music. The point there is that the Lord, He's giving you rest. He's feeding your soul. The Lord, your shepherd, He will lead you to waters of rest. The waters, they're not raging. They're, They're almost Still, so that the sheep can drink in peace and without fear. The Lord your God, your shepherd, He will sustain you in thirsty times, both literally and figuratively. He will sustain you. You belong to your shepherd, you can trust Him. He's claimed you as his own. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. Why is he saying that? Because the Lord is his shepherd and David is the Lord's sheep. God has pledged himself to you and to your life and he will always be with you. I'm restraining from telling stories. I want to, but I'm restraining myself. My, my dad's mother, Mama Lucy, she got a brain tumor, <clears throat> I think this was, in, this was in October of 2000, excuse me, this was in the summer of 2008, and I went to see her. We had a big, uh, a big cookout at her house just to love on her. We didn't know how much time she had, and I was in the, the house talking with her and one of my cousins, and I think I've said this before, a storm came up, and it was just myself and Mama Lucy and my cousin Stephanie. We were in the house, and Steph was, she was combing Mama Lucy's hair, and we were in the living room, and I said, are you afraid? She said, no, son. She said, the Lord has never deserted me. She said, he's always been here. And I'm going to keep going. I'm going to walk with him through the end of this journey on this side. And then she began to talk to me about what my calling was. (laughs) I'll never forget it. She referenced Romans which was about this, the section about preaching. I will never forget that. She turned from my sadness to the work of the Lord. Why? The Lord is present. The Lord is your shepherd. And the Lord's word is what you need and what the people need. The Lord, your shepherd, i am got to go back. He's placed his name on you and on your life. He's always present. David says in verse three, he restores my soul. He leads me into entrenchments. He leads me into tracks of what is right. Now, you, you if you've ever seen a, uh, oh, uh, you know, a tractor going down the field, you know it makes these rows or these tracks where either. Seed is to be placed, or you're to walk in. David says, God has made those tracks for me to walk in. Of righteousness, of what is right, of what is good, of what is true, of the way I'm supposed to live. It's there. I just have to follow it. And he's done all this for the purpose of God's name. All of life, all of your life, all of my life is about God. And lastly here, the Lord, your shepherd, is present. I know I've said it before, but he's present. He's not abandoned you. In all of David's statements about God in verses 1 to 3, he emphasizes God is with you. God is with me. He's present. God's presence provides security and peace of mind. If God is to be shepherd for you, well, we're going to look more at this next week, Lord willing, amen. What God's presence as shepherd entails for you and me, God's sheep, we, God's people. Today, you know, we've covered verses 1 to 3, and, and I said earlier there's so much more that could be said. and I only say one more thing. Psalm 93 is a song of praise, of adoration, of exaltation of God. The song sings of God's goodness of Him being provider and protector and one who is always present. And you all, this is good news. This is good news for you. This is good news for me. This is good news for those outside, those in your family you may be scared to talk to, but it's what they need. They need to know that the Lord is my shepherd. They need to know that the Lord is their shepherd. Would you pray with me? O oh, great God of highest heaven, where would we ever be without you? Father, the older I get, the more I see my own sin, I see my own rebellion, I see my own lack of faith, and the more I see God that you are the Lord, that you are King, that you are perfect designer, perfect creator, that you are Redeemer. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for this truth that you are our shepherd, and I pray that you would stamp this reality on every single heart in this room and in the chapel and, and in this church today. Life is among us. And it's difficult. It's hard. And if we don't have you as the anchor of our soul, we will wither and die in hopelessness. Be to us the shepherd that you are. This we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let's stand and sing together. The Lord's my shepherd.